Welcome to Market Talk. This is Greg McBride. I'm joined by Mike Lung. You can find us on Twitter, Allendale underscore Lung, Allendale, Allendale underscore Greg. And you can find us on uh, Sirius XM, Rural Radio, RFD TV, and various other radio stations throughout the country. So let's get right into it, Mike. Uh, there's some common misconceptions uh, kind of swirling about in our in our markets uh, here recently. Uh, let's start with the uh, the China thoughts as far as China getting this deal done uh, with the United States is going to fix all of our demand problems. Yeah, so I think the thing you have to point out is the government is not the ones buying all the grain. It could be something that the public's doing. The government has now released waivers that public private entities can apply for to buy U.S. ag products. So we're not going to see China come in here and just buy all at once, or uh, we don't even know when they're going to start buying. It's going to be dependent on needs, like they've been saying, needs and what the market is allowing them to do. So to be looking at China coming in right now, and we have put 30 cents back on this market before this uh, phase one officially went into effect. So We'll see if they want to come in right now, but they could very easily just wait it out. They already have what they need from Brazil right now, and they could easily be buying more from Brazil with their harvest underway and going to be for the next several weeks to months. Well, it's important to also note that you know this forty billion or, or the what they're actually going to buy thirty six and a half billion this year is ag products. It's not specifically soybeans, corn, wheat. We expect it to be predominantly soybeans, but this could be any number of other products, DDGs, cotton, cranberries, you know, almonds, anything like that, anything that uh, the U.S. produces uh, on the ag, uh, in the ag sector. And that's going to be <coughs> what we're, what we're going to be watching for is we're not going to see the numbers specifically as they come through. It'll be, okay, we get a flash sale or we get a weekly number, and then we react to it. So if, you know, in a week's time or in two weeks' time, that's when we might be able to start to get excited about it, unless we start to get flash sales later on this week uh, after – uh, they've they've jumped in and 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 done something with us, but <clears throat> I think at this point it's just be patient and have faith that it's going to uh, there are they are going to come in and, and buy from us. The other thing we want to talk about is you know here recently we've had a a, a technical sell off in the wheat, but all of a sudden it turned around the other day. What to, what happened there, and why doesn't this get us too excited about seeing seeing this market rebound? Yeah, so the thing that has to be remembered when it comes to this wheat market is wheat loves to go counter-trend <coughs> with these big moves. You saw on the way up, you've seen on the way down, you're going to continue to see it all over the place. Wheat can get excited, and it's not as heavily traded as corn would be, so fewer contracts can do more damage. And we did get a big volume spike on that day. But at the same time, it brought us just shy of that 62% retracement and didn't really try to retest those highs here today. So you had a lot of stories that were being thrown around, whether it be locusts in East Africa, whether it be China giving out waivers or Australia cutting their wheat crop again. But when it's all said and done, 
it's still just at this point a technical correction. You've peeled a good amount of money off this market, and to throw 20 back on, yeah, it looks pretty big for a day, but wheat's wheat's known to make these large counter-trend moves. Mm -hmm. And once we did break this long-term uptrend line and work our way more down to a downtrend line, you had a little profit-taking after you've peeled 40 cents off the market and then it just compounds once you start moving through these moving averages once you start moving through these risk tolerance standpoints that people have been using i know that you have various ways of taking profit one can be in a trailing stop and if you've been trailing a stop behind you by say 10 15 cents and this market starts moving through moving orders people have they're piggybacking on others. You have these profit stops being hit. You have risk tolerance stops being hit. It can easily move the market and continue to move the market with just this euphoria, motion-driven rally going on during the day. Mm-hmm. So, Let's talk about something else then. Um, this will be something that comes up uh, quite a bit over the next few weeks and and uh, actually uh, through the end of, uh, of March is, is acres. Right now... Talk about uh, uh, about prices, and you know, if China does come in with all this demand for soybeans, like we think, we should be planting more beans. But the price of of soybeans does not warrant switching from corn to beans. So it does feel like we're going to be pretty heavy on corn. Which, looking at where our ending stocks are at for for old crop, and and maybe the projections from our our new crop. This doesn't look good for, for corn prices. No, and another thing we have to be mindful of is, one, our current <coughs> oversupply with, we'll see if China comes, what that will be to the ending stocks number and everything, but right now we're oversupplied, and we've been dropping this acreage of corn, beans, wheat year over year, and maybe this China deal with all the optimism we have behind it is something that is going to have people come in here and, plant those extra acres, and we actually see a rise in both corn and beans. And it's just a few things. I mean, we saw it with corn last year where no one was going to be able to get in ground, and the guys that they were able to get the corn in the ground and they had some extra acres, well, I'm just going to plant them over corn since no one's going to be able to get in ground. And then we turn around and figure out, whoa, there was a lot of corn planted. Yeah, we've got to – I think we've had to look at this uh, this year as – a take action when it makes sense, not just shoot for the moon on on where we can make these sales or getting, you know, getting long positions and staying long. It's it's going to be if you're profitable on your corn or on your beans, pull the trigger because we don't know what's what this is what this is going to do. I can tell you with higher acres. And the current uh, demand issues we've got in corn, if we do trend, we're talking about, what, a 2.2 to a 2.5 billion carryout? That's pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and with with the beans, while we keep bringing the, the ending stocks down, we would expect that, you know, let's say we don't plant the acres. You could see higher prices. Uh, um, but if China doesn't come in and buy what we expect them to buy, we're going to have problems there. You know, it's not like we're going to go from, you know, half a billion or, or 400 million to to a billion right away. But that could uh, continue to lead to uh, to pricing problems. 
And that's going to be one of those, well, if it makes sense to, to make sales, and I don't even know the number right now, and I won't give you a number, but if it makes sense to make sales and you're profitable on your beans, you got to do it. You can't just wait for, oh, maybe they'll show up. So that's uh, something that uh, that we'll be watching for. Um, what else are we watching for uh, in these markets, Mike? What do we have between, say, now and planting that we need to uh, we need to be paying attention to? Well, the main thing is everyone's going to be focused on these ADM sales, uh, looking for anything related to China, because this is usually <coughs> a large part of our year for making sales. Uh, so we'll be watching that. You're going to be watching planting perspectives and grain stocks at the end of the March. you got a report coming out this Friday that should uh, potentially – Give us some good information, but never really count out uh, a surprising uh, USDA report, something we weren't expecting. Do we lend any credence to the idea of a trucker strike or protest uh, in Brazil? Does that have any sway to the market if we see some disruptions down there? I mean, it could, but the the best way I like to view it, and I like to view things from the more technical side of things, is the markets are going to move. And you'll be able to find a fundamental issue one way or another that can explain it. It went up because of this. It went up because of that. But when it's all said and done, it went up because I was agreeing to buy it and you were agreeing to sell it. And at some point, there was less people that were agreeing to sell it. So... Maybe it comes down the road and we're able to throw it in there, but we usually, I mean, we heard this last year. We're probably going to hear it several years down the road. It seems to be a recurring issue down there that they have these trucker strikes and they want better prices. And so it's much like the Chicago Teachers Union. You can almost guarantee that they're going to strike every year. So something, yeah, I think they can play in the market, but it's also something that don't get overly bold up on Brazil's trucker strike much like I think it was two years ago when there was a, a ship that crashed into the port and it shut down one of their ports momentarily and it was good for a, a day bounce. So. Well, they I mean, you can almost look at trucker strikes in, in Brazil as basically a, a, a Brazilian holiday almost because it happens almost every year now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Definitely. So a few things to be watching and we'll be able to – gather more information as we go along seeing what's going on but you do have an oversupply issue in the world it's going to continue uh even if china buys everything from us eventually it's going to be something to be monitoring and with the coronavirus right now we'll have to see when they even are able to come to the market without fear of spreading the coronavirus further Uh, it seems like it's something that china says they have under control but China saying they have a virus under control is not the most confident thing I've heard, just considering how we listen to the whole ASF problem. Every day they'd say, oh, we got it under control now. Next day, all right, well, maybe not that well under control. Right, and now they have bird flu right. floating around over there too. So their virus uh, prevention methods I'm I'm not too confident on, and we'll have to see if this continues to decrease the, the cases found. Or if they find a new method reporting again, and all of a sudden there's just a huge change. So something definitely to keep an eye out for and something that will continue to play in this market. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung, Greg McBride. You guys have a great one.